when we go live. Hello and welcome to this intake of Commit to Six. I love this new setup. Everyone go and have a look at what it looks like. Right, okay, I'm just gonna try it. Have a look. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah, how good oh my is God, that? My room is so messy. <laughs> Oops. Apologies. <laughs> okay, right. On on with the the questions. Also, just a massive um, welcome to everyone because you're all here. This is very exciting, and I realise how bigger step this is for a lot of people and i know that, that there will be people that feel overwhelmed but please do not feel overwhelmed because we are all here to help you and we all want the absolute best for you so if you are worried about anything after this live just do a, just just shout just tell us because that's what we're here for and we totally expect people to initially feel a little bit overwhelmed in fact i had a message this morning from someone who was like i'm i've never tracked before and i'm really worried about tracking and actually, I think, like with most things, right, the thought about what's going to happen is much worse than the actual process. Like, it might sound really overwhelming, but it's actually not that hard. And we, you know, if you're someone who doesn't like tracking, we don't want you to track forever, but it's actually so, so useful to just do for a week, to just figure out, like, what your portion sizes should be, roughly how much protein you're getting in, if you're hitting your fruit and veg, You'll always, like, I do this from time to time. I don't track very often, but now and again, I will. And it's still at points that will blow my mind. I'm like, oh my God, like, that is that has a lot of calories in. I didn't even really think that it would. And like, even things like cereal portions and the coffee that you have every day, like little things that you don't even think about really add up. So do do it for a week and just see. And if you don't want to do it after that, fine. But it's a really good tool to do for at least a week. Alrighty. Let's get on with the questions. Okay. Um, first one from Olivia. Super excited to be joining and I've got a couple of questions already. Number one, does being on the Peloton count towards steps? If so, how do you measure? I wear my step counter on my ankle whilst riding, but not sure if this is accurate. Oh, good question. I mean, I don't, I don't think that that would equate to steps directly. Like, you're like spinning around partly just because it would depend on the intensity at which you're cycling like if you had like a really high gear on maybe closer to walking but remember that when you're cycling like you don't you're not even carrying your own body weight so it's going to burn less calories can you use peloton instead of doing steps yes we use steps as a crude measure of energy expenditure there's nothing inherently special about doing steps over doing cycling but it's much more hard to quantify cycling and you can't say 20 minutes on the peloton is equal to 5000 steps or 2000 steps or anything like you can't make these these distinctions or these comparisons because we don't know how hard you're cycling what you know what your step count what the the difference in calorie consumption would be or expenditure would be so Yes, you can. And if you stick to something consistent, like let's say you're getting in 7,000 steps a day and you do half an hour on the Peloton every day. Cool. Let's be consistent with that. And then let's see what we need to change from there, if we need to change anything. But yeah, you can't, you can't like equate the two. Anything to add? Um, I was going to say this week, I'm going to try and do some research and find out how 
if if anyone's done any sort of like studies about pushing prams because see when I push the pram my hand with the Fitbit is on the pram so it doesn't count any steps which re- is really annoying um, but obviously there is effort there because I'm pushing but at the same time like I'm leaning my arms on the pram so it's probably taking some of my weight as well I think it depends because like, if you're pushing uphill that's harder right but yeah. if, if you're just walking along the flat it might be slightly easier but it's not yeah. like you're like sitting in like you're still gonna you're still gonna be walking and burning calories like you're not like <laughs> hanging on to the back of the pram just dragging myself along i should put roller skates on <laughs> and the two of us can just like roll along <laughs> just get there's, in the pram babe when it's downhill just get in it go back to that exactly okay i do i won't do it i promise it'll be <laughs> have you ever done park runs before and you have people like pushing their buggies with the three wheels and they just like zoom past everybody insane it's so impressive it's super impressive yeah um someone just commented saying you can stick the tracker in the pocket of your bra the pocket of your bra who has pockets in their bra <laughs> well that's where you put your third boob oh yeah of course right okay i'll put it in there <laughs> like i mean i do that a lot like you could stick it in your bra I didn't know yeah. it had a pocket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've got no boobs, then you definitely don't need a pocket in your bra. <laughs> Can't relate, obviously. Or a bra. <laughs> or a bra. <laughs> true, true. Um, next one from Olivia is, do omega-3 supplements count towards your daily fat intake if you're not into eating oily fish? I take 4,000 milligrams a day. Should I bother? Oh, yeah, yeah. If if you're not eating oily fish, then taking omega threes will definitely help. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Um, do I have to minus an amount of calories, say two to three hundred, from my daily calorie intake to put me in a deficit, or have you already worked that out for me? No, you're all in. Well, I was going to say you're all in deficits, but that's not true. You're all. I've set your calories in relation to your goals. So if you wanted to lose body fat, your calories are set to lose body fat. Awesome. Yeah. The other thing to remember, other thing to remember on this stuff as well is, is that if you are tracking and you're using my fitness pal, disable the a the step count because it gives you more calories, and also don't log your exercise on my fitness pal because it gives you extra calories to play with and doesn't tell you; it just adds them on. So don't use my fitness pal for tracking calorie uh, tracking exercise if you're using it for tracking your calories. You don't want any additional calories because of calorie burn. We're not interested in you what you're burning in calories to try and make up. That's what you're given is what you get. There's no additional no additions to it. Yeah, great point to make. So I think that confuses a lot of people. They're like, oh, I did a workout and it's added on 400 calories which is yeah. likely an overestimation of what you've burnt anyway. But also if you start eating those back, I've already accounted for your expenditure in your calorie target. So it means that you might not be in deficit. Uh, we've got a question here. Morning guys, looking forward to getting started tomorrow. Just a quick question. If I'm having PT sessions along with doing my own workouts in the gym you've given us, I should I keep a note of what I'm doing in each PT session usually one upper one lower body session per week thanks yeah it's absolutely fine that you're doing uh personal training sessions as well uh just make sure that yeah they sort of fit in with what you're doing the rest of the week so you don't want to be overdoing it but actually if you're doing one upper one lower with your PT 
and maybe you're doing the push-pull legs as well, as long as you're recovering well enough, that would be quite a good all-over workout schedule. Okay, next question. My biggest hurdle for the next two weeks is steps. My August average was 5 to 6K, and September is 8 to 9K per day which is, that's an amazing increase. Um, any tips on getting in the extra would be great. I'm on a course which won't allow me to get up and move followed by a five hour round trip. This is quite a good one to stick in the group. Um, you've got all the committed OGs who are pretty handy about getting steps in with, whether it be dance workouts or anything like that. Um, put that, post that up in the group and leave that open for people to comment on. Um, Anything like that where you've got things like potential on how do I get my protein up, how do I get my steps up, how do I do certain things, pop them up in the group if you want to tag us coaches in them uh, to make sure that we know they're there. But to be fair, you're going to get a hell of a lot of really good, um, a hell of a really good um, ideas from the group and we'll probably just we'd probably be giving you the same stuff. So Someone's just asked what an OG is. <laughs> Andy. It's an old get like me. <laughs> what? Old I get. thought it I thought it stood for original gangster. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm fair old get. If, if you listen if you listen to the rap and the hip hop, it might be that. But if it's somebody like me, it's the old get. Thank you. I've never heard that. I always just thought original gangster. Learning done for the day. I'm out. Is that another Scottish <laughs> phrase? <laughs> No, no, it's just that's it's what I have to say to you because I don't like rap or hip hop. I'm proper old. I'm an old. I'm an old grumpy get. So an old GG should be in fact double G. Double G, grumpy get. Um, I will say none of the committed lot are grumpy. Okay, they're just OGs then. I don't know. Hannah can be pretty touchy. Ah, uh, she can. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, she can. Um. Someone's just asked, on the menu, there's choices. Do we just choose one? If you're talking about the example skeleton meal plans, which, by the way, if anyone comes now and says, oh, am I meant to stick to 1,200 calories? Like, one, you've not watched the welcome video. Two, I've literally changed the names of each meal plan, each example now to, this is not your calorie target. So I'm sure you can, like, people, there's no way people can get confused by that. But basically... If you've not watched the intro, go and watch the intro. But I give you skeleton meal plans from which I'd like you to build out. This is because I find that sometimes just having a calorie target is way too much flexibility. And people are like, I don't know what that would look like in food. I don't know how to hit my calories. I don't know how to get in my fruit and veg. So we've done that for you. And then you can build out like what you like, what you enjoy, or if you want to eat a bit more of something or a little bit less of something else and and change change it around so you've got like some kind of structure there to start with and that way we know that you're getting in all of the good things that we want you to get in your diet plus you can enjoy a bit of whatever so that's why they're there i would expect anyone who's tracked before not to use them and probably not even to look at them but they're there for people who are new to tracking okay next question um it's quite a long one, so I'm going to go down to the bottom of it um, where the question is. So it's about um, resistance training in the gym and finding it a chore. 
so I've been doing resistance training this year. It's just that it feels like such a chore and I dread it. I've already made my mind up that I will continue with it. But do you have any suggestions at all about anything I can do that would help me make friends with it? Or is it just a case that some people don't like it? And that's that. Um, if you look back, like to the start of her question, she's just like given a little bit of context that I think is important. She says that she's been going to the gym for years. She always reverts to type, does cardio and abs, but she has um, rheumatoid arthritis um and that she's been told basically that she needs to do strength training and increase muscle mass so I would just focus on the fact that I know you really enjoy cardio and abs and and we're not saying that you don't or that you can't do that but I would just say that like right now longevity and your health and your knees and the fact that you want to be able to use your knees for for the rest of your life I would say please, please, please prioritise your muscle mass and your strength and your strength training and um, put that at the forefront of your mind. And actually, I think just that will help you come to peace with it. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think that's mega useful advice. I also think that for some people, we take like a maximal recoverable volume kind of style who are like, I love training. I want to train as much as possible and I want to get the absolute most out of it. And we're like, great. Our focus for you is to make sure that your recovery is like enough. So that basically, we want to get you to a point where you're training as much as you can recover from. On the other side of the spectrum, you've got maybe someone like this who wants a more minimal effective dose workout. So like, I don't like going to the gym. I know it's mega important to me. I know resistance training is important to me. Basically, what's the least I can do to get the benefit? And actually you can get a huge benefit from actually quite a little resistance training. So even if you can go in for 30 minutes for three times a week, you'll get the vast majority of benefits that you're looking for. So you don't have to, and maybe that makes it a bit easier for you. And actually sometimes that breaks down the barrier and actually sometimes you'll do 45 minutes instead of 30 minutes. Or you're like, actually, I, I don't mind it that much. I'll go again. But actually, if you set that minimal effective dose and know that you're going to get the vast majority of your results from that anyway that can be a bit of like breaking down the barrier instead of thinking oh god I've kind of still in this all or nothing mentality of I either have to go to the gym for an hour four times a week or I'm not going to go at all so yeah just just breaking down that and realizing how much you'll get from just doing a little bit especially if like your goal is health and longevity not being a bodybuilder like you don't need to be doing what a lot of other people do because they freaking love it and they enjoy it. I think as well with something like rheumatoid arthritis, we, you do need to realise that cardio, one, obviously the benefits from resistance training are massive, uh, but two, depending on what kind of cardio you do, might be affecting that as well. So if you're doing like heavy impact, like, like running, that's what you're classing as cardio or going and doing stuff like um, body combat classes where you're jumping around that's a lot of impact through your knees or through the the joints that are being affected so you have to understand that that's maybe something that's flaring up the rheumatoid arthritis as well um, so you just need to be a bit smarter so things like cardio maybe take it a little bit more lower impact so cycling cross trainer something like that where you're not driving weight through the, the joints that are in an issue um, but exactly as the others have said is 100% this is where resistance training comes to the forefront if you really want to help 
it's not going to stop it. It's going to help alleviate the pains. It's going to be able to make things stronger around the, the joints that are in question. And that's what you need. Yeah, I, that's an interesting point because I completely agree. And actually one useful thing would be to keep a bit of a diary of your pain symptoms and, and just symptoms around yeah. your joints and things so that you can see, you know, when I do more cardio, is this more painful? When I do running, is this more painful? When I do cross trainer is it better etc etc you can sort of get a feel for what your body likes but equally running is actually very good for maintaining bone mineral density as well because actually that impact strengthens Mm. the bone as well but if it's already weakened it can yeah so it's not it's not quite as simple as like don't run but maybe build up to running and if you are finding that it's painful maybe we need to start at something that is lower impact or or have you running on grass or get better trainers or yeah whatever it is okay question here feeling very overwhelmed at the moment i completely understand the nutrition and steps but completely lost in what workouts i should be doing i would like to go to the gym rather than work out from home okay do not feel overwhelmed there is a lot of workouts on the app because there is the option of home workouts gym workouts and dumbbell workouts at home if you're working out at the gym ignore all the other workouts just do the gym workouts so it should be push, pull, legs, full body. Simples. Um, if you don't choose an option from the meal options, but choose your own meal, is there a way of inputting that into my PT Hub so the coach can see it? Thanks. Don't you don't need to track anything on my PT Hub. So if you want to track stuff on there, I wouldn't track your nutrition on there anyway because uh, my Fitness Pal is more user friendly. By the way, some people have asked about NutraCheck. Like you can use anything that you want to track your calories. Um, And then you report to your coach and check-ins. They're not going to look through every single meal that you had. There's absolutely no need for us to do that. That offers absolutely no benefit. Where we might look at that is if you're saying, I'm really hungry, I'm sticking to my calories, or like I'm struggling to stick to my calories, then we might need to look at some of your food options. But realistically, if you're hitting your protein target... If you're filling your plate with fruit and veg, but like we ask you to, if you're getting in your uh, the right amount of fruit and veg, if you're hitting your fat target, what you eat within that doesn't matter at all. It's just we might need to look at things if you're struggling. Maybe we're like, oh, maybe you could increase food volume here. Maybe you could cut down some of these carbs and add in more veg. Maybe you could get more protein in this meal. But we don't need to see a breakdown of every single day. So I wouldn't track on my PT Hub. I would just track on... Nutra check or my fitness pal. Uh, someone said they missed the answer about cycling. Could you repeat it, please? Just go back and watch when the live's finished. Um, I'm also a bit lost with which workouts I should be doing. Hopefully you know now, but equally, if you're stuck, just post in the group and I can send a screenshot and highlight exactly which workouts to do. Um, hi guys, it's 7.40 p.m. here in Australia. Oh, hey. <laughs> uh getting the kids to bed etc we'll watch once they've gone down but just a few questions one the different time zone means i'm a day ahead oh that's cool i don't know why i'm so surprised by that i'm i'm always like oh my god she's gonna have like a day more progress than everyone else yeah yeah i time like time differences amaze me still i don't really know why um I'm actually, okay, but with things like this, I actually end up a day behind. For example, I haven't had the chance to watch the intro video yet, etc. and may well spend tomorrow catching up on info 
I've missed today slash tonight. Therefore, won't be able to implement anything until Tuesday. Is this a problem? Or is it going to set me back in any way? No. Like, one day doesn't make any difference. Um, I think you'll be able to start implementing things tomorrow anyway. The priority here would just be watch the intro live. It's 30 minutes long. Once you've watched that, you should know what you're doing. So, if obviously, if you have any questions, just ask away. But don't stress about that. Number two, I'm actually trying to spend less time on my phone. I noticed there is a lot of chat on the Facebook group, which I know is a big part of the program, but is there a way that I can ensure that I don't miss any valuable or important info? Yes. So get as involved as you want on Facebook, but if you don't want to, that's also absolutely fine. All of your check-ins will go to your email. They'll come every other Friday, so you won't miss those. And any important announcements I will pin at the top of the Facebook post. So if there's something that everyone needs to know, I'll make sure that that's pinned as an announcement. Anything else is like an optional extra. Andy does amazing accountability posts every single day. Um, when do they go out? Andy, 7? Uh, 7.30 p.m. UK time. So whatever oh, time yeah. that equates UK to. Time. So you can... You can um, use those to to stay accountable but equally they're also optionable optionable optional i will say and i was thinking about this last night like what's one piece of advice i would give like who's going to get the best results on commit to six and honestly it's the people that do the accountability post and it's not i think some people are like oh but i didn't hit my goals today so i'm not going to do it those are the days that matter it's not about being perfect it's not about ticking all the boxes every single day it's about owning your actions and then also we flick through that and if we see anyone that's like struggling, that's where we can see, okay, they're struggling. I mean, obviously if you're struggling, just reach out to us. And and again, like we, re- we reiterate this every time, but we're not mind readers. Like we we absolutely want the best for you. But if you don't put your hand up and say, I'm struggling with this, we don't know that you're struggling with this. So please like let us coach you. But the relationship works both ways. Like we have expectations of you and our expectation of you is that you reach out when you're struggling. You let us know when you're struggling. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would say is um, with regards to like using the Facebook group, positivity is infectious. So if you're feeling really good any day or you're just having like an absolute blast and you just want to tell us about something that's happened, then use the Facebook group for that. But equally, negativity is also infectious. So if there's like something, if you just want to have a moan and you're thinking, this isn't actually going to do anything for anyone else apart from just like spreading some negativity, then maybe think this is this is something that I should have a private conversation with my coach about and maybe save that up for your check-in. Um, so just be mindful about what you're putting out there into the Facebook group. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then... The final part is, I'm sure I had more questions, but I can't remember now. Yeah, well, if you have any more questions, just fire them in the group. Um, Also, assuming this video will stay up or be added to the podcast. Yes, it will. Um, Okay. Hi, guys. I'm doing the Yorkshire Three Peaks Challenge next weekend. Wow. So not concerned about getting my average steps in yet. (laughs) I'm sure you'll hit those. Any tips (laughs) on recovery after doing something like that to help me get back ASAP afterwards? Thanks. 
Well, it sounds like you're already on it. Like it doesn't need you don't need to get back to anything really. Um, I would suggest that you definitely take at least one rest day after that. Um, like I mean, I I don't actually know how like the distance of the Three Peaks Challenge is. Do you know? No, no, no. but it sounds like a lot. It was a Yorkshire one. Yeah. So is that different to like the Ben Nevis? Like yeah, because Ben Nevis is in Scotland, it's not in Yorkshire. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well done. Well done. Right, I'm out. Right. <laughs> it's <slightly> different. <laughs> I think that was the most stupid question I've ever asked. Uh, wait a minute. I'll have a little look. Yorkshire Three Peaks. Um, my my tips on recovery would be have a really nice bath, have a really yep. nice meal get some sleep in if you can have a lie in the next day have a lie in the next day and as shona's saying have a rest date that's basically yeah. it like the biggest Im- like the biggest impact on recovery is time and it's what most people sort of n- neglect they're like trying to find a way around it so they're like oh well if i eat more carbohydrates or if i do a salt bath or if i have a cold shower or whatever like no unfortunately the answer is it's just going to take time for you to recover. So it might be that you need two or three days to just chill out a little bit. You yeah. might find that you also have quite sore quads afterwards because, you know, when you come down off of all the hills, you're putting that like eccentric load through the quadricep muscles. So like the, the top of your thighs will probably be a bit dummy for a couple of days. But I think like the key there is like keep gently moving as well. So try and keep walking and keep moving. Agreed. So it's 24 miles. Um, with 5,200 feet worth of ascent over three peaks. So it's a decent whack, and it reckon it should be in Oh, yeah, it's a decent whack. Pisic, do that blindfold, but you're better off not doing a blindfold in case you fall off the edge. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, not not great from Coach Andy there. Not great advice there. Um, but we have established no, not... it's not Ben Nevis. Do yeah. not Ben Nevis. Make sure you bring a really nice sandwich <laughs> with you for the top. Or three tops. Okay, if I'm going to go to the gym five days a week, what's the ideal training split? Which workouts from the app and rest days? So I would do your push-pull legs, full body. And if you want to do another one, what I like to do is set up like what I term like a weakness session or whatever I really want to work on. If I'm like, oh, I mean, it's always triceps, obviously for me. But if I'm like, oh, I really want to work on my delts or I really want to work on my legs or something like that's the session where you do the extra work on that. But really like going anything and that's probably fine for five workouts. But the reason we program four is that we really want you to recover from these workouts. And I know that it's tempting to think that doing more and more training will get you better and better results. But actually there comes a point where recovery is needed and you'll get incredible results from consistently doing those four workouts. Yeah, with, with the workouts, we also change the workouts at week three. Um, so, but what I will put out there is number one if you are um, slightly anxious about using the gym I would stick with the, the workouts that you choose for the full six weeks um, if you can keep progressing those workouts I would stick with those workouts for the full six weeks um, 
and body-like structure, your head-like structure as well. So especially if you're worrying about going to the gym and you're a little bit nervous about it, don't change things up halfway through. Stick with what you've learned from the first three weeks and keep it going all the way through. Um, we do have the changing programme just for a bit of variation, but variation, variation sometimes is well it can have detrimental effects on people's mind especially if you're nervous around the gym it's probably the way i'm looking at it yeah and to put it into context like i would stick to the tra- the same training program for like eight weeks probably yeah so you don't it's not that it's better to change your training program and actually there's some detriments to doing that um but we just like to give you the option because another side of this is actually if you're bored of doing the same workouts then you're less likely to go to the gym then you're less likely to get results so if you just need something a little bit different to get you excited about going back to the gym that's why we change the workouts at week three or or more a better way is just give you more options at week three uh do you guys recommend tracking progress photos uh or measurements or both both the more the more like measurements you can take or the more ways you can the more markers of progress you have the better really the problem with progress photos is they're very subjective um and the problem with only using things like scale weight or measurements is that it doesn't always show fat loss measurements are actually quite hard to do accurately as well especially if you're at a point where you just don't have that much fat left to lose so the more measurements um the better really or the more markers of progress the better uh, do I have to remove a certain amount of calories from my calories given? No, we've already done that right at the start. Yep. So the that calorie was, I think target that was Shelley's question. Oh, the calorie so, target we've if, we've set you is what's right for your goal. Um, is the weekly target for calories Monday to Monday? Uh, yeah, it can be. It doesn't really matter when you start your week, but yeah, it makes sense for most people to do an average of the seven days from Monday. Is it required to do progress photos and measurements in the app? Yes. Oh, someone's saying they can't hear us. I'm assuming it's just one person though, because I feel yeah. like someone else would have said. Um, Ashley, turn your volume up. Yeah, Ashley, God. Um, <laughs> oh, and do you know what? I'm not surprised it's Ashley because this is such a Scottish thing, but I can't hear yous. Yous, I know I love it. Yous, <laughs> can't hear yous. <laughs> uh, okay, do you need to do progress photos and measurements in the app? Yes, ideally, because then you've got something to look back at. The other thing that we'll say about the app, and actually someone commented on this the last time, we will not look at your progress photos unless you ask us to. And this is because some people don't want us to look at their progress photos. It's actually quite a private thing. And if the the barrier to you taking them is, I don't want anyone to see them, don't let that be a barrier because unless you want us to have a look, we will not look at them. The app is a completely safe space. You can put whatever you want on there. No one's ever going to see it. We only ever share photos that people are happy for us to share. Like, don't think, oh, I put this on here. It might end up on Instagram. It's never going to go anywhere and we won't even look at it unless you want us to. And we will always ask permission. So please take them. And I know that your initial progress photos no one wants to take like no one likes taking photos of themselves when they don't feel like they're in shape of course you don't but it's so so beneficial to have and look back on and we get this all the time like towards the end of the six weeks really wish i'd taken my photos at the start 
what's the worst that could happen? Take them, put them on, put them on the app. If you never ever look at them or want to see them again, fine, just do it. Please, please just do it. Same with measurements, really, really important because some people are like, oh yeah, and you started taking measurements after two weeks. And I'm like, just do them at the start, please. It will make me very happy. <laughs> um, if we need to let our coach know a new piece of information, injury, shall we just wait for first check-in or can we reach out whenever? Just do a post on the group um, and let us know because then we can make any adjustments that might be needed. Um, plant-based diet here I already take a multivitamin for, for vitamin D and B12 but anything else you'd recommend my goal is muscle gain thanks Andy any supplements you could think of no nah, none no nah, don't right. take it never Creating. heard of it <laughs> <laughs> it gives me the fear every time I say it it doesn't really um so for those of you who don't know, creatine is a bit of an in-joke and you'll get that in-joke the more time you spend with us on Commit to Six. Um, creatine is probably one of the, is the most researched supplement on the market and has benefits with strength, muscle building, endurance, cognitive function. Um, you can get it from food, but it's very difficult especially if you're vegan or vegetarian because you don't eat red meat um and supplementation wise three to five grams per day uh, for life um and yeah just get stuck in about it what yeah. time of day Andy? any time of day you can take it with whatever you want you can put it in food you can put it in coffee you can put it in tea i still don't get putting in hot drinks to be fair um or food because it's just gritty and sandy um, yeah i, I would put do it in just... a tiny bit of water swell it around yeah. drink it done scoop it imagine that you're taking shots of tequila and magaluf boom done on and that's it yeah all right then <laughs> Um, I've got. I've done Commit to Six in 2019 and learnt so much. Really struggled through lockdown, looking forward to getting a little accountability back in my life and fitness. Really lost my way during the last lockdown, hoping this will help me get back on track. We are very excited to have you, and if I could see the names on these comments, I would say... <laughs> that was Michelle Skinnader. Oh, well, I'm very glad you're back, Michelle. Okay, I feel the same. I was... Be I was at my best before lockdown, but hey-ho, back at it now. Yes. Uh, sorry, I'm so stupid. You're not stupid. But if it's legs push-pull full body, do you just do one of them for one gym session or all of them? Babe, please. <laughs> one of them. <laughs> You'll be in there for like six Whatever. hours trying to do all of the workouts. You just and do one. And you'll not leave your bed for the next three days. Yeah, so basically, let's say... On a Monday, you do your legs workout. Then on a Tuesday, you have a rest. Then on a Wednesday, you do pull. And on a Thursday, you do push. Then on a Friday, you have a rest. On the weekend, you do a full body workout. Something like that. That's just an example. It actually doesn't really matter how you split up your workouts. We want them to fit around your life. That's why we haven't said Monday, this workout, Tuesday, this workout, Wednesday, whatever. Ideally, you would split them up with a rest day so we wouldn't have you doing push, pull, legs, full body like at the start of the week and then nothing at the end of the week ideally you'd break them up but equally we do have people who have shift work and they're like actually it works best for me to do all my sessions at the start of the week fine that's that's life right that's fine so yeah in an ideal world 
break them up with a rest day in the middle somewhere. If you can't do that, just make sure you get the workouts done. Um, oh, okay. Is it push one day, pull one day, legs the third day? Do, not those three in one gym session. Yes, it's not three in one gym session. Okay. That'd be a really good way to stick to a calorie deficit because you've got literally no time to eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no time to eat. Hours in the gym. No time to have a life. <laughs> no time to go to work anymore. Um... I've not yet had a chance to look through all the info, downloaded the app, et cetera, et cetera. If I have any questions, is there a way to ask before the next Q&A? Yeah, just post in the group and tag us. We'll, you'll probably get an answer either from us or actually from one of the amazing people in the group. Like some people have been in Commit to Six or been coached by us for over two years now. Like there are people who will probably be able to answer A, better than us or B, like word for word what we're going to say. So if you want a quick answer, put something in the group. Hey, I don't know how to find my workouts. You'll literally have someone answer within seconds. So if you're struggling, just post in the group. Any tips on how to stop thinking in the past? Oh, this is a deep one. I.e. what I used to look like, how much fitter I was 18 months ago. Who wants to start? I think looking like looking back at the past isn't going to help you like move forward to so think like uh, is that a useful thought to have and is that going to help you progress with the goals that you have now and help you progress the actions that you need to take to get to those goals so I think that's maybe like a key one for me is ask yourself are those thoughts going to be helpful and if not try and flip it around yeah I like that is this thought useful because it can't like a lot of these times the time like the story we tell ourselves isn't inherently true or the limiting beliefs we give ourselves like they're not true so a better question is is this useful and often it's not so stop giving yourself that that like I get that this is hard and I get that it's hard like for me coming from an injury like I actually just try I don't know if this is a a great way to do it but I try and just not think about that so like there are certain things I'll never be able to do again and like sometimes that gets me down a little bit but actually there's so much other stuff to do like there's unlimited amount of things to do with your life and sometimes I think constraints actually help you in many ways because when there's too many options you often don't take any and sometimes when you're constrained in certain ways it pushes you in different directions and that's kind of how like your life flows right and I don't think I would be where I am business-wise if I hadn't had a back injury I think I'd maybe still be trying to do I don't know maybe I'd be doing CrossFit or something who knows but yeah like I don't think it's always a negative and when it comes to oh I was so much fit 18 months ago or maybe like I've let myself get out of shape you kind of just have to shut that off okay do you know what's inevitable throughout your life your weight will fluctuate how in shape you are will fluctuate because that's life and different things happen and different stresses occur where are you now and where do you want to be and are you moving closer to that goal that's all you need to worry about like looking forward not looking back all the time you could have won the crossfit games by now i know i know it was destined for it really <laughs> i actually think that's the only thing that's holding me back do, do you ever meet people who like say ridiculous stuff like that like i i met up with someone who i used to run with 
years ago and she was like talking about how she used to beat like this girl who's like amazing now and is at like the olympics and stuff and like oh you know if i it was like the insinuation of like if i'd kept running i would have, i would have better than i'm like you were literally 13 years old like basically what happened is you went through puberty before she did or like you you were taller at that age and she hadn't grown yet and now she's spent the last 20 years training her fucking ass off and you've not done that like it's just so ridiculous oh yeah well i would have you know i would have been at that level because i beat her once when i was 13 like armchair critics we all we all love them oh funny oh i'm about to sneeze no i'm not it's gone it's gone it's okay guys (laughs) Calm yourself. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> um, Situation I know it will be different for everyone, but roughly how long are the gym sessions? Everything will be done within an hour. Um, I know I'm stronger if I train in the evening after work. However, I want to train before work and this is without eating anything. Is this okay or would it be more beneficial to eat before or train later? Shona, what do you think? Um, I think if you want to change your routine, then you're like you're more than welcome to because it, there is loads of benefits to training first thing in the morning. Like it'll energize you for the rest of the day. It means that you've got your evenings to yourself. Uh, it might take a little bit of time to get used to. Um, you don't need to eat before like first thing. Say you're going to the gym at six, like you don't need to get up really early to eat. You'll still have like food in your belly from uh your night before from your dinner so you will have that like to use as energy um you could just have like a coffee or a banana before you go or something like that and that would be absolutely fine then you could have your breakfast afterwards yeah agreed i think this is often a bit of a i keep feeling like i'm gonna sneeze and then i don't sneeze (laughs) i'm really nervous Yeah, I think it can become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you tell yourself you're not going to train as hard in the morning. And I also think there's an element of you can train yourself to train harder in the morning. So one, stop saying that you train, you're stronger at night and that you train harder at night because that will probably bleed into being true. Um, And two, figure out what works for you. Like I trained for years fasted and I didn't really notice any difference in terms of strength, like train first thing in the morning. I always had a big meal the night before. So that definitely, as Shona's saying, adds into that. But equally, some people find that they they almost feel like they've got quite low blood sugar, like a little bit shaky. They definitely don't get as good a workout in. And if that's you, then make sure that you're getting up a little bit earlier to have just like a little something in you so that you're not feeling that way. A little something, something. (laughs) I knew you were going to pick up on that. As soon as I said it, I was like... Not going to make eye contact with Andy. Step out of screen, step out of shit. Do you need to do a warm-up a warm up before the workouts? Also, what is the 100 rep bit Claire McDonald's account on countability tracker? Oh, okay. So, do you need to do a warm-up before the workouts? We recommend that you get warm. So, you might want to go in, just do 10 minutes on the cross trainer, make sure that you're physically warm. And then before you move on to your really hard working sets like do a so say your first exercise was squats do a couple with the bar do a couple with quite a light weight and then move on to your working sets for three sets of 10 or whatever the rep range is 
um the 100 rep thing just ignore now it's something that we used to do which is totally irrelevant it was like a lockdown it was a little bit of fun that we had in lockdown and then we're now but we it's don't need to gone it's gone okay um we're good on the live re-questions yeah there's still quite a lot of questions in the thread um so the next one was a continuation of um sarah's um she had that question about resistance training um so the next one is i've been suffering with bad insomnia for a couple of weeks only getting two or three hours broken sleep a night unsurprisingly i'm having to drop weights down quite a lot in the gym my question is if it still feels like really hard work to lift the weight but the week before you were capable of lifting twice the weight are you actually getting hypertrophy benefits um i can't square the circle in my head i know the reason it's harder is because i'm tired but i also know i'm working the muscle less hard and therefore surely it must be less of a benefit yeah i mean you're gonna struggle to it's not even the exercise stimulus it's the recovery so remember that you know what you're doing when you lift weights is actually breaking down the muscle because that stimulates growth. If you're not recovering from that, you're not gonna build muscle. So the problem isn't that you're not lifting heavy enough weights, it's that you're not recovering well enough, which isn't allowing you to lift heavy enough weights, but really the crux of the problem is the sleep. So we need to work on that. And I don't know if you're getting like support from your doctor about that or like maybe, but that that needs to be what we deal with because if you're, training and not recovering you're just spinning your wheels like there's no point doing it yeah um okay i play hockey multiple times a week oh and by the way tag us in in a post and like let us know how you are and everything and we can try and help with any suggestions but i'm probably sure that you've probably heard them all before like if you've struggled with sleep it's likely that you've tried not being on your phone until midnight and you know, making sure your room isn't too hot or too cold and all the all the usual things, but we can reiterate those for sure. Um, I play hockey multiple times a week, so time-wise can only fit in three gym sessions. Which gym workouts would you do? Uh, push, pull, legs, if you're just doing three. And by the way, three is absolutely fine. All right, Catherine, what have we got? Very excited to start and have a couple of questions. One, there are loads of workouts in the app. Will I be, oh wait, no, we've already answered that one. Um, will I be told which ones to do and when? So yeah, um, if you go earlier into the live. Also guys, said... you've not watched the introduction video. <laughs> you've just not. Like I'm going to send out an email with the link to it as well, but all of this, may, like none of it, it will pinned. just be, I know it's pinned, it's pinned Andy. Bloody pinned it. But just as a reminder, just because it, everything will seem quite confusing and I'm not surprised why people are like, oh my God, there's so much to do. If you watch that, it just breaks down everything for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. And even like, if you have watched it already, like rewatch it, get like a note, a fresh notepad, a fresh diary, like make notes. Mm -hmm. Like that's really helpful, especially over the weekend before you start your new week, just like take some time to get organized and get everything in an, an order in your head that's gonna help you. I definitely find that really useful when I first started to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next like, part there's, of... there's a question here that's just, is there a daily step count we need to hit? Yeah. It's all in the intro video, but actually really good question because we, we like everyone to hit about 12,000 steps. That's not realistic for everyone. And now I think there's, there's two sides to this. One, I think some people see it and think, 
I could never do that. And then they realize they can. They're just telling themselves they can't. And actually, once they start doing it consistently, they're like, oh, okay, I can do this. The other side is that actually some people, you know, who maybe travel a hell of a lot and it is actually unavoidable that 12,000 steps is going to impact their life to an extent that isn't maintainable for them. We can adjust your step count. So if you're currently getting 4,000 steps in a day, let's let's focus for the first week on seeing if you can get 6,000 in instead of trying to jump you up to 12,000. But you'll be surprised at how how quickly you can implement this stuff and how much steps you can manage to get in. Um, so continuation from Ruth's question there about workouts. How do I work out how much weight to lift? I have a gym membership, but have never used the weight machines and the area of the gym looks really intimidating. Is there a method to use to work out how much weight to put on for the three sets? I have no clue how to use these machines. Um, as someone who has worked in lots of gyms um, and like been on shift, like Catherine, you'll know this as well, is like, see the people Excuse that me, are like, I cleaned machines about... for years. What's that? <coughs> I cleaned machines for years. Yep, there you go. And, and Andy as well. Um, so, I like, always managed the gym. Y- yeah. <laughs> Cleaners working for me. <laughs> yeah, Andy was never at that level. The PTs that are standing about are probably really bored and want something to do. So go and ask one of the people that are working to show you how to use all the machines. That's what they're there for. And they will help you Um, in terms of like knowing how much weight to lift. um, We'll have set like Emma or whoever's programmed has set like a number of reps. It should be by the by the time you get to the end of the number of reps, your muscles are burning and it should feel hard. It should be challenging. Um, not too challenging that you can't get to the number of reps that we've set out, but not so easy that you're like, I could do that again easily right now. Well, so, I'm on the phone. Um, it's kind of like a trial and error. And don't worry, you will not be the only person at the gym that is there for the first time or isn't really used to using it. So you'll be absolutely fine. You can do this, Ruth. Woo woo. Yes, you absolutely. And also remember that the first week is going to be a bit of trial and error. Like you're not going to go in and know exactly how much weight you can lift. It's figuring it out. And then that's why you log it in the app. So the next week you're like, right, last week I did 10 kilograms, felt pretty good. This week I might try 12. Or last week I did 10 and that felt good for me. Yeah, I'll do 10 again this week. And then you're slowly increasing your confidence and building up. Do not worry about going in and nailing the first week perfectly because you probably won't. Like this is, you're learning something new. It's a new environment. Like ease yourself into it and uh, your confidence will increase as you you do that as well. But great tip by Shona, like people standing around the gym will love to show you. Like most of the time we're really, really bored. So if someone's like, oh, I don't know how to use the lap pull, can you show me? It's like, yes. So, yeah. <laughs> they'll genuinely fight over fight over your attention. There'll be like three of them, they'll be punching lumps of each other to show you how to use the kit. So, you ask away. Yes. Um, okay, we've got one here. Oh, this is a good one for Shona. The gym I use is a CrossFit gym. Have It has lap pull down, etc., but no leg machines. And when I look at the alternatives is squats and squats already in the program. What could I do instead of leg press? Um, any, any leg movement? Like, I assume that, like, you've got barbells there, so you could do, like, lunges. You could do um, step-ups. 
like also there'll probably be single leg movements in the in the program isn't there yeah yeah so just any other leg movement like split squats bulgarian split squats um whatever you like and whatever challenges you yeah i think i mean leg press isn't that dissimilar to squats and yeah. if you just wanted to do an extra couple of sets of squats yeah or you could yeah, do you could... front squats instead of yeah. back squats or kettlebell squats or um, goblet squats or something. Like, it's going to be... It's still, like, if you look at what your leg's doing, what movement your leg's doing, it's the same. So, yeah. I really liked that exercise that you put in during lockdown, Emma, and it was with the foam roller. So, like, you have the foam roller against the wall you have your back against the foam roller and then you like go down slowly into the bottom of the squat and you can hold a, you can hold like a dumbbell or a kettlebell as well just to add some extra weight that was quite a good one it Spicy. does it kind of felt like a, a leg press didn't it <clears throat> so you could try that yeah uh okay i know calories can be averaged over the week but you said to hit protein daily i've struggled hitting food goals in the past transitioning into night shifts with sleeping more if you don't hit protein on a day should you try and top up protein the following day or not so protein works slightly differently than other macronutrients so protein is in a constant state of flux i.e your body is always breaking down and resynthesizing protein and at the end of the day what we want you to be in if you're looking to build muscle is a net protein uh, positive net protein balance so that's why you know if it was something if it's calories it's like your calories are stored generally so it doesn't really matter if you eat more today or less tomorrow but protein it's more important to hit every single day because it's not stored in quite the same way um so ideally you would hit your protein target if you didn't hit it one day would i try and get more the next day it's probably not going to do any harm it's probably not going to do that much benefit either i would just try and get in at the bare minimum three servings of at least 25 grams of protein even on the days where you're working your shifts so things that can be really useful for for that are like one protein shakes are easy protein bars are easy high protein yogurts are pretty easy like or just you know normal meals but just things that like might be easy on your shift can you just, I know that like, I don't know if you're a nurse, but I know that we've had a lot of nurses who are like, I literally don't have time. And I completely understand that. But if you do, like, can you have a pot of high protein yogurt in the fridge that would, even if you're only getting a 10 minute break, like, can you have that? So just what, and on obviously if you don't get a break, you don't get a break. And like, I'm not saying if you miss your protein target for a few days, it's not the end of the world. But ideally, we're going to set you up so that that's less chance of that happening. And yeah. All right. Um, back to the question thread. Yeah. Um, people say caffeine is good before a workout. Does a cup of tea count or is it just coffee? Sorry if silly question. It's not a silly question. No question there is a silly some. question. Yeah. Exactly. There's not that much caffeine in tea, to be fair. But whenever whenever I say that, someone's like, there's actually more caffeine in tea than there is in coffee. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not as like available, I don't think. I think that's the mm. the kicker. Yeah, it doesn't so, go straight through go straight through you. What, in tea? <laughs> no, that's what I mean. In tea, it's not as available. It doesn't go right through you as coffee does. Mm. 
like, so you don't have to have caffeine before a workout. And I would say, like, I don't know if you're the same as me, but I associate having a cup of tea with relaxing. Like, I would have a cup of tea if I wanted to, like, sit down and chill or maybe, like, at the end of the day. So probably before a workout, no ideal if that's, like, the sort of, like, mental process that goes through your head when you have a cup of tea. I I just don't get hot drinks. Yeah, Andy never drinks hot drinks. I'm always like, want to go for a coffee? And he's like... Hot chocolate. Yeah, sure, I'll just drink orange juice. I just don't get hot drinks. Even I'll have a bath when it's like it. really cold. No, I'll still have a kind of monster or uh, something cold. No, I just don't do hot drinks. And he's like, I don't get cold. I don't, I, honestly, that's probably one of the things that, that I can probably attest. You can say that is that I don't get cold. I'm literally my hands are like beacons when I'm when it's when it's like minus four. They're I don't know what the script is. Far too warm. Always wear shorts. 100 percent short sleeves shorts all year round flip-flops when it's snowing though because that's a that's a clever clever bit of advice it means your trainers don't get wet because you can dry your feet flip-flops <laughs> in the snow yeah but you also get frostbite so <laughs> there's many a good person with only four toes that's fine don't worry. as long as it's not the big one that's the one for balance <laughs> Uh, can collagen protein be part of your protein intake? Whoa, hydrate drinks for me. And easy source, but don't drink if they don't count. Oh, um, I'm going to say I would prefer not. Like, if you're going to have a drink with collagen in, I'd rather you had a whey protein shake. Uh, there's not, the amino acid profile isn't as conducive to stimulating muscle protein synthesis this is all very technical but ideally no if you want to take collagen and you're taking it for some specific reason like you have joint issues or you think it might help your skin nails hair for which there's like very little evidence but maybe some tiny benefit fine but i wouldn't replace it with a better source of protein Agreed. Any questions of how to get around counting steps when you don't own a pathometer? I've won an order, but not launched until 27th of September. <laughs> Where the hell did you get your pedometer from? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's probably steps. like me. She's got Is it, it from... Ellen Musk again? Is Ellen Musk launched a pedometer? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, they've probably Seriously, got it from, um, wish.com. <laughs> It's like it will come some point next year. We don't know when. And it will, but... and it will actually be a, a bag of a bag of carrots or something, known wish. Yeah. It doesn't work, but you know what? <laughs> it was really cheap, so Yeah, so yeah. like your phone will do it. Your phone will yeah. do your steps. Or you can use like time as a measure. Like get out on was well, about I don't know how many hours it takes to do about ten thousand steps. It's about two hours. Yeah. Overall, so if you can even just get out for an hour walk twice a day or four thirty-minute walks, you can always use that as an estimate. Again, like it's not it's not the number that we're focused on; it's the behaviours. So um, focus on that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> the next one was about nutrition logging. So we've already covered that. Um, is that in my Fitness Pal or on my PT Hub? So just my Fitness Pal or NutriCheck, whatever works best for you. 
you don't need to transfer it onto my PC Hub and duplicate that effort that you're putting in. Tracking takes enough time as it is anyway, so you don't want to be doubling up that time that it takes to do that. Um, da -da -da. I'm a complete technophobe and totally behind on navigating these platforms. Is there advice on how to use them? Yeah, do you know what? There's loads of, um, what are they called? Like what? Tutorials. That's it. Tutorials on the My PC Hub uh, YouTube, I think, and also website. So if you just search for that, you'll, you'll find it's both. genuinely but... really, really easy, though. Like, I've got I've got a client who's, what's Pat now? Pat must be late 60s, early 70s. And she flies through that thing, and she doesn't. She she has the only thing she does with techno, technology wise, and she got into it really quickly. Don't underestimate how quickly you learn. I think it's probably the thing I would say. Don't put yourself saying that you feel that you're going to struggle because you probably won't. Get out there, have a look at it. If you do struggle, we can help you. Tag us in a post. We can give you a wee bit of advice, but don't go into it thinking that straight off the bat. Yeah, it is fairly intuitive. So if you just go in and have a play you'll probably find anything. And then also post in the group because it's much easier for us to send you a screenshot being like, this is yes. the button you should have pressed rather than being like, right, when you go into the app, there's a button on the left and it just doesn't make any sense to you. So yeah, any questions, just fire away. But generally the tech stuff might seem overwhelming, but once you get started, it's not that bad. And I think that kind of helps with this last part of Rebecca's question here. She's saying total over overwhelm being in this group and already I feel that I'm not as committed as the other members. I don't even own a fitness tracker and I'm feeling that I'm failing already. Help. I think the fact I that don't a, like, I, I don't own a fitness tracker either. <clears throat> yeah, you don't like you don't need any of this stuff. And actually Shit. like remember that you're all here for your own reasons and the the best part about the group is you support each other but everyone has different goals some people will be like oh i want to get absolutely shredded and some people will be like i just want to lose a little bit of weight and some people are like i want to improve my relationship with food some people are like i want to build muscle like there's, there's so many different goals and no one's goal is more important or less important than others you don't need to be 100 percent committed to anything like the whole point in how we coach is that you get to live your life while you're getting results and what we really want to show you is that it doesn't need to be this all or nothing mentality and actually we're kind of not impressed by people that are like i'm gonna do every single day exactly right for six weeks because inevitably what happens after that six weeks is they don't manage to stick to it so you're in the right yeah. place you're with the right people don't feel overwhelmed we absolutely there was someone that you. commented in the live saying that they've just started commit to six and they've got their sister's hen do this weekend like that's exactly yes. the sort of um, person that we want because like we're going to support you through like life happening um i mean as emma said like yeah it would be easier to stick to all of these things if you had nothing planned for six weeks but that's not how life is like we want to support you through all these exciting fun things that happen and also help you achieve your goals yeah that's the whole point. Like when anyone's signing up and they're thinking, oh, you know, I've got Hindu coming up or I'm going on holiday. And I'm like, you will never have six weeks where you have nothing, never. So you could put this off forever. And it's not even about the six weeks, is it? It's like, it's, this is the rest of your life. Um, but yeah, the, the whole point is that you get to live your best life while getting results. You're not putting your life on hold. 
the whole idea of commit to six is it's so many people have tried short-term fatty diets and they've all failed and the sad thing is is that it's you need to look at look at this as a long-term solution this is something that will last you for the rest of your life if you keep obviously it's not going to be easy it's never going to be easy it shouldn't be easy it's about building these habits and making them work for you long term and like something nice like a hen do is great but what happens if it's something else that gets thrown in, out your way that's like a proper curveball that you have nothing that you can't control all you need to do is you need to try and be able to control what's around it you need to be flexible enough to be able to go just roll with the punches and go do you know what things are pretty crap at the moment i just need to get by and just keep going and that's what it's about you know it's we're not looking at um what is it you always say emma um 80 of 80 of something's better than 100 of nothing oh, i don't always say that but it's quite good yeah i think i always say imperfect action imperfect action um <laughs> on this note it was not quite this note but like as you were talking about bad diets um, I had a conversation with someone and they were talking about how fad diets like keto or over-restrictive diets like keto, low-carb, veganism used to be really effective for weight loss because they were so restrictive. Like if you were a vegan, it was so, so hard to eat in that way that you would inevitably end up being in a calorie deficit. Same with going low-carb, like there weren't low-carb muffins there was just like, you basically can't eat very much and mostly veg, like there just isn't options for you. And now that there are so many, same with gluten-free, right? There just wasn't gluten-free options. So, so many people who went gluten-free lost a shit ton of weight. And now that there's like whole aisles in Tesco with gluten-free products and there's like cookies and, you know, muffins and all this, like all of this stuff that essentially you had to cut out before now you can eat them, they're really not effective for weight loss anymore. And again, it's just like a proof that it comes back to like a calorie count. But it was just quite an interesting way to look at it. It was like every time one of these fad diets becomes so mainstream that they've created like a shelf in Tesco for it, it no longer works because you're eating the same crap just with the gluten taken out of it. You cut, you, that's all it is though, it's you cut out a food group. So of course you're going to be, you're in a calorie deficit because you've literally cut out a whole food group. Yeah. So it, it's, and yeah, then it's, all it that's just happened makes is it we've just added, yeah. Hard added not to be in a deficit. By, yeah. Mm, yeah. But, but what's interesting is the psychology around it, I think, because a lot of people who do go low carb or who become a vegan or who cut out gluten are like, I didn't track my calories. I didn't monitor my calories. It's not that that's working. And sometimes I do think that the psychology around not thinking about that and only thinking about the fact that you can't eat carbs, but actually anything else is fine. Like you can eat as much as you want, just not carbs. For some people is less restrictive, which is strange. But like for some people, that is less restrictive. For some people, not, you know, fasting on Monday and Tuesday is less restrictive to them than... A mo- uh, like a moderate calorie intake throughout the whole week but it impacts the rest of their life so much that it's yeah. the negative it's just yeah just interesting the like psychology behind why why people are more attracted to diets like that that are very simple because you don't have to think about that like if our if our whole diet right now was just 
everyone cut carbs then then like that's a very easy thing to stick to you don't have to you're not like oh i don't know how to use my fitness pal oh how much protein should i get in or oh should i still eat this this and this it's just like one rule so i can see why people are attracted to it yeah and then it's when you move back to some sort of normality or reintroduce carbs it's then like how do you then manage that and maintain your body weight because you've not really learned anything i suppose yeah which is yeah. where tracking can be useful. Is well, it's, yeah, it's that fear of carbs that people develop or that fear of gluten or that fear of, I don't know, anything that's not vegan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Someone said, uh, I think it was Professor Graham Close that said that. Yeah, so I was speaking to someone about a podcast they'd listened to, so it might have come from that. I'm not sure. Um, not my, not Not from my own head, not taking credit um okay i'm so sorry but i'm panicking i'm looking at the workouts and i would not feel comfortable to try the squat with the barbell (laughs) sorry i'm only laughing because it's bar and then space and bell uh what area of the gym would oh sorry that area of the gym i would not be comfortable in i'm fully committed and want to follow this but i feel like it's a bit beyond me some of these exercises i've never done like pull-ups again i'm not strong enough to do think I've bit off more than I can chew here not at all look start where you are and by the end I'm pretty sure you'll be smashing these things and you'll probably have the confidence to go into that area of the gym but don't let that hold you back so if you don't want to do barbell squats grab a kettlebell in an area of the gym that you feel comfortable in and do kettlebell squats instead absolutely fine the pull-ups are freaking hard not many people can do pull-ups but you can start using the assisted pull-up machine or you can do underbar pull-ups, or you can do banded pull-ups, or you can use the lat pull-down. Like, there are always progressions to these things, and we don't expect you to come in being, like, smashing everything already. So don't worry about if you can't do every single thing on the program. Just let us know if you need to make any changes. There's so much stuff that I can't do. Like, there's so much stuff that I program to you guys that I can't do because of injuries and things. Like, it, it's not about I mean I can't squat at all so I wouldn't be doing any barbell squats it's just about figuring out what's going to work for you at this moment in time and I guarantee we get this a lot with the morning routine as well like oh I can't do 10 push-ups the amount of people like we just did when we just finished the last commit six that were like I'm smashing out like 20 push-ups now and at the start I could do two you're like that's phenomenal like if you just put in the effort your body will respond to that. Like, just because you can't do it now doesn't mean you can't do it by the end of the six weeks or in a few weeks. That's half of the fun of it as well, isn't it? Is seeing that progression over over the weeks. And like, that's one of the things that you can then write down at the end is like, I couldn't manage this exercise at the start and now I can do it. And you feel awesome about yourself for that. Yeah, like I, I imagine if you screenshot this comment you've just put now and then look back at the end of the six weeks and have a look at like how you felt at the start thinking I'm not confident enough to go and use the barbell I'm really worried about trying the pull-ups and then look back after the six weeks and see how much like more confident you feel about being in the gym and about like getting these workouts done yeah I think the big one is is that you've obviously you've obviously reached out and spoken about the fact that you're not comfortable and that's the biggest thing that's the biggest one that we can ask you know we'll ask that all the way through that we want you to be open and honest and transparent with us about how you're feeling about the you know things like check-ins etc so doing this we can help you try to get around these feelings and also 
understand that everybody's going to be nervous. It's a, it's, this is a new process for all the guys that are starting Commit to Six, some of whom have been on it before. They'll know what they were like the first time they did it. They were probably a bit anxious and a bit nervous, but deep breath. Let's lean into it. You know, we never said it was going to be plain sailing. It's going to be slightly hard, but that's what we're here for. That's why you've got four coaches at your back and a whole group of other people who are there to support and help drive you through it. So lean in. Yeah. And you know what? Just really embrace the fact that this group is so amazing. Like not only have you got us all wanting the absolute best for you, but you've got a whole group of people that all want the absolute best for you. Like everyone wants everyone to do well. And that's like actually quite an amazing feeling. Yeah. And I think as an adult, sometimes you miss that, especially like what you get from a coach. And if someone hasn't been coached before, I think it's quite hard to explain that feeling of just having someone in your corner who like, and not even like, not just in terms of like health and fitness, but just generally in life. Like we want the best for you in every area of your life. And there's someone there like driving you towards that, someone to share your wins with. Because sometimes especially when it does come to health and fitness it's quite lonely because maybe your family aren't that into it maybe your your partner's not really interested in what you're doing and so when you're like oh my god I can do five push-ups now they're like okay I don't care whereas we're like yes that's amazing and we get excited about it so has someone just written something in stripe and yeah, that was me. I need to go. I've got oh, right. a baby. Sorry. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> I was trying to keep it low key, but oh, sorry, it just everyone. <laughs> well, that was my fault. Um. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Um. Oh, I wonder. What... Oh, now we're back to being long ways. We have to all like breathe in. <laughs> okay, how many more questions have we got? Um, I think we just have one left on the thread. Um, so from Claire. Um, I would like some tip. Uh, wait, I can't read. <laughs> on on breakfast. Wait, I would like some tips on breakfast and how to get in minimum protein each day. Also, six fruits and veg. I mean, like loads of people have already commented below with awesome tips already. Um, so that's brilliant. Put, put, um, yeah, put that one like, up in the group. Yeah, yeah the those main are the sort of questions. Like, sit down. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, main one for me would be like sit down and plan out your meals for the next few days or even for the next week and build it around like choose your protein source to begin with so whether that's like yogurt for breakfast (laughs) sorry i'm being really distracting (laughs) right just continue how rude of me (laughs) yogurt for breakfast maybe like chicken salad for like lunch and then whatever protein source you're having with dinner like salmon so like choose your protein source first make sure it's between like your 25 and 30 grams of protein and then choose two portions of fruit and veg around that as well so just like build your meals up plan them and that's going to help massively and then again like Andy said post in the group ask for for suggestions ask for ideas because everybody in the group well a lot of people in the group will have already been through this and they'll have like learned so they can share their knowledge with you Agreed. And and that's such a good tip, actually. If you're struggling with protein, set that out first. When you're thinking about what am I going to have today, build all your meals around a protein source and then have a high protein snack. And you've normally, like, if you can have three meals with at least 25 grams of protein and then a high protein snack, boom. Like, you've, you've pretty much nailed it. Um, so, yes, that. And, and, yeah, these are the kind of questions that are so good in the group because you just get a ridiculous amount of ideas. Um 
So post away, do a little post, maybe just being like, I'm struggling with breakfast ideas, post any ideas below. You'll have loads. Uh, okay, last thing on the, the thread. Uh, I feel like this, so the person above, I guess just feeling a little bit overwhelmed before the live, but feeling much better. I think my mindset is just start and try not to worry about doing the right thing, but just make a start and aim to make progress. Yes, love that attitude, winning attitude, imperfect action. And yeah, like I just can't reiterate how much you'll be so supported by us. So don't worry about anything. Let us do the worrying. That's what we're here for. <laughs> awesome guys. Right, any questions, obviously fire away in the group. We will be back on Wednesday um, live, but we will be active in the group. And if anyone doesn't have their targets yet, it's because I haven't done, oh, it's because I don't have your information yet. So if you don't get an email, just tag me, let me know and get excited about starting tomorrow. Bye. Peace out. Ciao.